Mr. Buckham. That was good. You did, you did good. Amen. Praise God. Well, uh, we're, we're, we're changing things a little bit this morning. I'm going to change them, all right? Uh, if I can remember what I was supposed to do when I was supposed to do, you'd be better off. Amen? But before we sing another congregation, well, Brother Jared and his family is going to come sing for us. Brother Jared, y'all come on. <laughs> yeah. shepherds fall who is he in deep distress fasting in the wilderness tis the lord a wondrous story tis the lord the king of glory at his feet we humbly fall crown him crown him lord of all oh at midnight who is he Page 103, page 103. Just remain seated. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 5. 1, 2, and 5. Chant, a chant. 
sublime of peace on earth, good will to men. conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end.
suffer, come to die. Come to hear his people cry. Come to give the Lord's reply. Hallelujah, come from God. Into Wonderfully done. Amen. Boy, aren't you glad it's Christmas? How many Grinches we got in the building this morning? Hmm? Okay, don't have any. Good. It's good to see uh, Andrew and uh, his lovely wife this morning. They drove just to get here for our service. Amen. You understand. Let's make everybody feel right. And let's stand, if you will, this morning. And we're going to sing a chorus, and then we're going to shake hands. Amen. Come right there's just something about that name. We'll sing it through and then shake hands and greet one another. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name.
while you're fighting your seats, let's sing it through once more. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Man, you can be seated. All right, well, take your bulletins, if you would, please, and we'll go over just a few announcements in just a moment. Um, I do want to remind you um, about the sign-up sheets that are down front. There's two of them. Uh, one is for the couple's retreat. The other is for um, Rebecca and Carrie's wedding. And so if you can look at those and get signed up for those, that'd be great. I want to take this opportunity to just thank everyone. Uh, you've been so kind to us, the church, and then uh, we've got cards and just gifts and um, just precious notes, and we just thank you so much for... Uh, all the sweet stuff and all the goodies and just uh, your outpouring of love to our family. We appreciate you and thank you so much for everything. Um, I, we've got several things uh, that you need to pick up. The glows are in uh, for the young people, so don't forget to pick up those. We've put out uh, our theme books for next year. Walking in Truth is our, our theme for next year. And so um, the scripture reading and uh, memory verse um, verses are available in the booklet. Uh, they're in the lobby there, so pick up those. We've um, been able to purchase some devotionals uh, for next year. Um, I think these things were about 20 bucks a piece. And um, we got them on a Cyber Monday, so we got them like half off. And so we were able to pay, you know, pay half off. And then, so we, it, we just we put a little basket out there. If you want to throw five bucks in the, in the little basket and pick up a book, we've got some more behind uh, the counter, but they're on the little shelf out there, so pick up those. Um, I think we got about 50 of them, and so uh, if you can maybe keep it to one per family uh, until we can make sure everybody gets one. But it's just a, a word to the wise. It's practical advice from the book of Proverbs, so it's a daily devotional to the book of Proverbs, uh, something a little different than what we had before. So those are available out there, and uh, you can maybe get a plan going, uh, get a New Year's resolution to get in the Word of God every single day. That's a good, good resolution, and so those, those will help you do that, so please remember those things. Look in your bulletin, if you would, please. Remember... There's no evening service tonight, so just the one service today, and then I uh, hope you enjoy your Christmas tomorrow, and then celebrating the birth of Christ. On next Sunday, uh, we'll uh, have just uh, one service, uh, regular morning service, we'll have our Sunday school, but we'll have a combined Sunday school up here for the teens on up, um, so please remember that. We'll have all the tables set up downstairs for the meal, and, um, and so the meal, I think we're doing, did we, what are we doing, Miss Robin? Sides and desserts. Okay, sides and desserts, and the church will do the ham. So that'll be for uh, next Sunday's lunch. And so remember that, if you would, please. And remember, combined Sunday school, no evening service next week. And then you see the events coming up in the month of January. Of course, our um, uh, Phil America event. I hope you had a, a good time doing that and passing out the Christmas tracks. People were really receptive to them. And so um, we'll put the sheets out next week for that and be able to turn those numbers in. But uh, don't, don't forget to look at all these announcements coming up for January, a lot of things going on. Happy birthday this week uh, to Lane Lashley. And uh, I think he's turning about 40. And so congratulations to him. And then Miss Geneva's having a birthday, so congratulations to her. Now remember, you've got to preach here in a minute. <laughs> I know. Wow, that's exciting, all right? Yeah, now, yeah. Now 54, okay, I'm 54. 54, I think. Right? 54. Now, Erica's 40, but you're 54. Yes, that's right. right. I got that twisted a little bit. All yes, right. yes. Well, here, we want to give you this as a, <laughs> okay. a gift because we know that uh, you got a lot going on in the next few months and uh, yes. we want to help you a little bit as a church. and want to wish you a happy birthday. Well, Amen. thank you very much. Amen. Thank give you. my hand. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, I forget how old I am sometimes, really. And uh, I know I'm not 40, though. I know my, yeah, so, but I think it's 54, right, honey? You have, to, yeah. you have to look at her and find out. All right. Why don't you stand with us one more time? And uh, Brother Tony, come lead us another song. Page 105. 105. We'll sing all three verses. All three verses. Amen. Go tell it on the mountain over the hills. 
said everywhere, go tell it all the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night, behold throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Twas in a humble manger that Jesus Christ was born. The God of all creation became a child and more. Go tell it on the mountains, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. He came to die for sinners to take away our sin that we may know salvation and be completed in Him. Go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, our brother Lane's going to preach, and I want to just echo what he said about thank you for all the gifts and the cards and just... Uh, uh, everything that was given to us, all the uh, little goodies. Uh, I love goodies, amen. And uh, they were good. And I didn't really need them, but I do not want to offend anyone, so I ate all of them, amen. Amen. Praise God for that. Well, you're going to sing this morning, Ms. Rebecca, amen. I thought the trio was going to sing. You are? Oh, my goodness. Well, so that just leaves Ms. Rebecca. Amen. All right, you get your Bible. Brother Lane's going to preach, and Ms. Rebecca's going to sing. Amen. Not just any night, God was born of Mary. Not just any baby was born into the town not just any place one house the son of mary on that night that one true light the son of god came down not just any night the Savior, sleeping while the shepherds rejoiced in what they found. Not just any place would welcome this Messiah. On that night, that one true light, the Son of God came down. Appreciate that. 
good to have her home. You never got to share her anymore, I guess, with this thing. That's what, that's what you just call pastor, right? <laughs> I'm just messing with him. <laughs> I'm thankful God's working it out. And, but uh, I don't like sharing them, to be honest with you. I don't like sharing my children, uh, our children. And so, <laughs> our children, our children, amen. Uh, Erica told me this morning, she said, remember, uh, we started at 10.30, not 11 o'clock this morning, so you don't have till noon. And uh, <laughs> no, she, she, she didn't tell me that, I'm just kidding. Uh, amen. Well, take your Bibles, if you would please, the Word of God, and um, turn with me to Matthew chapter number one. <clears throat> Matthew chapter number one. And uh, it's been a, an eventful week. Man, we've had some surprises this week, things we weren't planning on, and um, Brother Bill passing, and then Pastor Sexton, and just funerals and things like that. That you really don't want to celebrate this time of year and do this time of year, but but the Lord's timing is perfect. He makes no mistakes, and uh, I'm glad we're on this journey with the Lord. Right? He promised never to leave us nor forsake us. Emmanuel, God with us, and uh, He's with us all along the way. And I'm thankful for His grace and His mercy. And uh, traveling and all these things. And uh, you continue to pray that God will be with these families and give them strength in a special way. And uh, Barb texted me this morning early, actually messaged me this morning. And I guess Julia's sick. And so she says, tell Pastor and Robin we're going to miss them today. And, um, and so they wanted to, wanted to know that they'd be watching. So we say hello to them. And the other folks are watching, so we greet you as well. But Matthew chapter number 1, we'll begin reading uh, in just a moment. But we have four gospel records in the Word of God. We have the Gospel according to Matthew, the Gospel according to Luke, uh, or Mark, Matthew, Mark, then Luke, and then the Gospel according to John. And um, so the Gospel according to Matthew, which we're going to be in this morning, presents to us the Lord Jesus as King of the Jews, <laughs> the promised Messiah. And so we find here in Acts, excuse me, in uh, Matthew chapter number 1, beginning in verse number 18, the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. We find this amazing story or truth concerning the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We will find as we read the scriptures and study the lives of of the Christmas characters, really, of, of Mary and Joseph, uh, that the Word of God really doesn't give a lot of uh, great detail concerning the life of Mary nor the life of Joseph. We have these passages of Scripture here, the passages of Scripture in, in Luke, uh, those two gospel records. But other than that, we really don't have a lot of great detail concerning the life of Joseph nor the life of Mary. And really the reason for that, I believe, is because it's really not about Mary. It's not about Joseph. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ, um, the Messiah, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so God's given, given us just enough uh, to see the insight, to see a little bit about their lives. He's given us exactly what he wants us to know about Mary and about Joseph. Listen, um, Mary's not to be worshipped and uh, Joseph's not to be worshipped. Believe it or not... Uh, certain cults, some cults in the world, uh, parts of the world that make Joseph an idol. And, um, but he's not to be worshipped. Mary's not to be worshipped. Uh, neither of them are to be worshipped. Um, both of them, Joseph, Mary, they both needed a Savior. Uh, just like you and I need a Savior. 
The Bible says in Job 14, 1, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. That's all of mankind. Every single man, woman, every single child that was born into this world, with the exception of Jesus Christ, was born in sin. They were born a sinner with a sin nature. Matter of fact, David said in Psalm 51, 5, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Doesn't mean a sinful relationship, but he was born in sin. He came into this world a sinner. Uh, and all of us are, Mary and Joseph included. But when we observe the, the Christmas uh, story, and I, I keep saying story, I'm trying to break myself. I've been trying to do that for years, but it's not a story, it's a truth. When you observe every part of the, the, the true meaning of Christmas, according to the Bible, I believe that we can see throughout every aspect of this truth that we find about the Christmas story, the Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas, and all of the individuals involved, I believe we can see this aspect of faith all throughout. The Bible tells us here in our text, in verse number 24, the Bible says, Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. Then Joseph did, the faith of Joseph and so I, I believe really, through all, once, I, once again, all throughout this um, Christmas passages in the Bible, we find about the Lord Jesus and about Christmas, we can find faith wrapped through and through in really every single part. You think about the wise men in the next chapter, in chapter number two. Um, to follow a star from, for some 900 miles to see he that was born king of the Jews, that that takes faith. That took faith. And, and they had faith. They had faith later on in the chapter to listen to God and obey his warning in a dream to not return to Herod, but to go to their home country another way. And they did. They did that by faith. You think about uh, uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth in Luke chapter number 1. In their old age, uh, the angel Gabriel uh, approaches um, Zacharias while he's serving the temple. Says, you're going to have a child that's going to be the forerunner to the Messiah. And later on in the, the passage of scripture in Luke 2, we find them naming him John. Just as the angel of the Lord had bidden them and told them to do. And given them the message from God. They by faith did those things. You think about the faith of Mary. <laughs> In, uh, in Luke chapter number one, where the angel Gabriel appears to her and tells her she's going to be the, uh, the woman that brings the Messiah into the world, the virgin-born Messiah. Listen, without knowing a man, she's going to bring the Son of God into the world. And by faith, she says, be it unto me according to thy word. You think about uh, the prophet Simeon and you think about Anna, I mean, the faith that they had in waiting for the Messiah and being able to see the Messiah. I mean, I'm just saying faith is wrapped up in all of it. And there's no different difference here in the life of Joseph. We can find faith woven about in practically every character that we find on the pages of Scripture concerning the birth of the Savior of the world. And so this morning, specifically, I want you to consider the faith, the faith of Joseph. When we read this passage, we find that Joseph was a man of great faith in God. He was truly, no doubt, one of the great men of the Bible. I believe we could say that. And I want you to look this morning with me very briefly at an example of his faith, the faith of Joseph. Can I tell you this morning that the faith of Joseph was a required faith? It was required, I believe it was a required faith for salvation. And by the way, faith is required today for salvation. The Bible says in verses 18 and 19 of our text, Matthew chapter number 1, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in verse number 19, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, 
and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. In other words, he wanted to do it discreetly. He wanted to do it privately. He didn't want to bring a lot of attention to it. So the word of God tells us there in verse number 19 that Joseph was a just man. This means that Joseph was a man who had placed his faith in the promise of God. He believed the Lord. Just as I received the Lord Jesus Christ as an eight-year-old young man, an eight-year-old little boy, when someone explained to me the plan of salvation, that, that God loved me, that I was a sinner, that uh, my sin had a payment, that Jesus Christ paid that payment, and that all I had to do was by faith receive the Lord Jesus. Just as I was given the message of salvation and, and asked the Lord to forgive me of my sin and be my personal Savior, there was a time in Joseph's life when he believed the promise of God that there would be a Redeemer, there would be a Savior. And the Bible says that that faith was counted righteousness unto him. God declared that Joseph was a just man. He was justified because of his faith in God, his faith was required for salvation. And it hasn't changed. <laughs> I mean, faith is still a requirement for salvation. I mean, as a matter of fact, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. In other words, it's a, it's a requirement. It's through faith, not of works. Lest any man should boast, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's a requirement. Joseph, Joseph's faith was required for salvation. It was required for some peace of mind. You think about that for just a moment. I mean, we need to understand what it meant uh, for Joseph to be a spouse to Mary. I mean, it would be close to what we wouldn't call an engagement period. Mary and Joseph were espoused, according to verse number 18, to one another. They were promised to one another. Everything that you and I would expect in what we would call an engagement period, as far as a person's behavior, the moral decency, the faithfulness that's concerned was expected of a person that was espoused to be married. This espousal period can last a number of months. We don't know, uh, according to the scripture, it does not tell us how long Mary and Joseph were espoused. But it tells us they were espoused. But during this time of espousal, during this time uh, of engagement, the scripture tells us that somehow Joseph gets word that Mary is expecting a baby. And I thought about that this week. How did he find out? I tend to believe, and the Bible doesn't tell us, it's all speculation. Mary being the righteous person that she was, I mean, the very woman that God chose to bring forth a Messiah, I believe she told him. Now, I don't have any scripture to back that up, but I just was trying to think about life, place myself in that, that situation and the people that they were. I mean, if that would have been Eric and me, I mean, the closest that we had, I mean, she would have wanted to tell Joseph what had happened. I don't know that for sure. Nobody knows. The Bible doesn't tell us. But somehow Joseph finds out that Mary's expecting a baby. Listen to me, never before in human history, before or since, has anyone ever had a child without the man and woman being involved in the conception of that child? Never before and never since that time has that happened. And it won't happen. This was the miracle of God. This is what he had promised years before. Think with me for just a moment. We can easily read Luke chapter number one. We can see, see and read the announcement of Gabriel the angel to Mary. And this account of this message that she would bring forth the Son of God. But Joseph wasn't there. He didn't see the angel. He didn't hear the angel speak to Mary. So when Joseph heard the news, he was no doubt heartbroken and upset. And the Word of God tells us in Matthew 1.20, but while he thought on these things. While he thought on these things. So he gets the message. He's espoused to 
Mary. He gets the message from her or finds out another way, however he finds out. He's, he's thinking on these things. He's contemplating. What, what do I do? I mean, what direction do I go? I don't even know if we can begin to imagine how deep the river of thought ran in his mind on what was taking place. As he pondered this news in his mind, he must have asked himself a thousand times, what am I to do? What am I to do? The Bible says he pondered on these things. He thought on these things. And he came to this conclusion that he did not want to make Mary a public example. And he wanted to put her away privately. You see, in this espousal period, the only way to break off the espousal was through a written divorcement. Just like marriage. It had to be dissolved by divorcement. There had to be at least two witnesses. So Joseph must have been thinking to himself, who, who are going to be the two witnesses? I mean, where, where would he be able to find a private place to do this as discreetly as possible so that as little as a little amount of people would know as possible so this wouldn't be some public spectacle? I thought about Nazareth and the town, their, their parents and their family. By the way, it took faith for a lot of people in that little town. Everybody wasn't against Mary and Joseph. There were others looking for the Messiah. It took faith on their part as well. But where was he going to find two people to be discreet about this that he could trust? A place to do it discreetly. During all these thoughts running through his mind while he thought on these things. He was sleeping one evening or perhaps he was taking a Sunday nap. Who knows? I don't know. Or Saturday nap. It wouldn't have been a Sunday nap. It would have been a the Sabbath Saturday nap. While he was sleeping and resting, an angel appears to him in a dream and says, Joseph, it's going to be all right. I'm paraphrasing. It's going to be okay. This is of the Lord. That which is conceived in her, the Bible says, is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So he gets this message from God through the angel. And the Bible says he did. He did. Being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him. Listen, the faith of Joseph was a required faith. It was, it was a faith that was required. It, it's a faith that's required today. It was a faith, listen, that was going to bring some peace of mind. For some peace of mind, for salvation, this faith was required. Listen, we live in a, in a wicked world. There's no doubt about it. God's given us his promises and his word. And Joseph put his faith in the word of God and that his faith was able to see him through. Joseph's faith, when, when he needed some peace of mind, when he needed, listen, salvation, God gave it to him. It was required for this salvation. It was required for some peace of mind. How can we apply that today? We most certainly will never experience the circumstance that Joseph experienced. But we're going to experience circumstances. We're going to experience difficult times, broken hearts, desperate circumstances where we will not fully understand all that's happening to us. And we'll ask ourselves possibly time and time again, why me? Why my family? Why my child? May I submit to you this morning that in times like these, the only way we're going to make it through is to put our faith in God. Amen. Believe Him, trust Him, allow Him to see you through. It's the only way to victory. Right. Joseph's faith was required for salvation. It was required for some peace of mind. Matter of fact, 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory 
that overcometh the world, even our faith. Some of us are dealing with things this morning you feel like you're going to be crushed by them. You think Joseph didn't feel like he was going to be crushed? Absolutely. But while he thought on those things, God brought him a peace of mind. Perhaps you're asking yourself, how am I ever going to get through this? Whatever this may be. The truth is that the only way that you and I are going to get through these things and have the peace of mind that only God can give is by faith. Is by faith. The faith of Joseph was not optional. It was required to be able to make it through. What he was facing and what he was dealing with, he made it through because he had faith in the Lord. So the faith of Joseph was a required faith. It was required for salvation. It was required for some peace of mind. Not only was it a required faith, but it was a faith that was reproached. A faith that was reproached. To reproach means to be mocked, ridiculed, or to bring scoffing down upon oneself. It is to know that what you're doing, what you believe, the plan you're following and the path that your own will bring ridicule and reproach from others. Mary knew that she had never had a physical relationship with a man. She knew that this was the truth, that Jesus Christ was the virgin born son of God. Joseph knew that. The Lord Jesus had to live with the ridicule and reproach from his own people, the Jews. And there's no doubt that Joseph and Mary did at times as well. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us in John chapter number 8, verses 39 through 41, they answered and said unto him, Abraham, this is in a conversation with Jesus and the religious folks of the day, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they unto him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. So when the Lord Jesus was condemning or told these condemning Jews that you do the deeds of your father, they lashed back at him and said, we be not born of fornication. In other words, you were conceived before the relationship was, the, the marriage was consummated. You were born in fornication. In other words, we know who our father is and we know that your mother was expecting you before she and Joseph consummated the marriage. We know all about your mother and how you were born. This is what people thought of Christ. And it was a reproach. The faith, the faith that Joseph had, no doubt, uh, was reproached. It was required, but it was reproached. All of us as Christians should be willing to bear whatever reproach is necessary in this sin-cursed world to be identified freely, publicly, and boldly with the Lord Jesus Christ. There's going to be times when we face reproach, probably more so today than in some of our past. Are you willing to bear that reproach? Are you willing to be outspoken about the Lord Jesus to the point where you may suffer reproach for his name? Joseph was. Joseph's faith was required. Joseph's faith was reproached. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4.14, If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. So the faith of Joseph, it was, it was required for salvation. It was required for some peace of mind. The faith of Joseph was reproached. And then lastly, the faith of Joseph was rewarded. Was rewarded. 
Can you imagine being able to be in the home, lead the house where the Lord Jesus grew up? I mean, a perfect child. We, we don't understand that. None of us can comprehend that. Not one single parent in here can, can comprehend that. We don't know what that is. But Joseph knew, Mary knew. What an honor to be entrusted by God to hold this position. What a reward. God rewarded Joseph's faith with his continual leading. As you go on throughout uh, this passage in Matthew chapter number 2, the Bible tells us in verse number 13 of chapter number 2, after the wise men came and saw the, the young child in the house, and they brought the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh and worshipped him. The Bible says in verse number 13, And when they were departed, when the wise men were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. His faith was rewarded. God rewarded him with his continual leading. And I believe Joseph desired that. Do I desire it? Do you desire it? God will reward our faith. He'll continue to lead and guide us in a plain path. He's given us his word to lead God and direct us. He gave Joseph an angel of the Lord. They didn't have a complete copy of the word of God yet. But he no doubt had his continual leading. He rewarded him with a wife that loved the Lord. It's a joyful thing to have a, a wife that loves the Lord and help meet. It's a joy, I tell you. We take it for granted. God rewarded him with the privilege to lead his family. God rewarded him by providing for his needs and taking care of him. The faith of Joseph was required for salvation. It was required for some peace of mind. It was, re it was, re it was rewarded. It was reproached, but it was rewarded in many, many ways. Listen, dear church, one day our faith will become sight. And we will see Jesus in all of his glory and all of his majesty. Matter of fact, 1 Peter 1, 6-8 says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season. If need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth. Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen you love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. The faith of Joseph was required. The faith of Joseph was reproached. And the faith of Joseph was rewarded. Let me challenge you this morning. Let me challenge myself this morning. Listen, if you're not saved this morning, come, come to Jesus by faith if you've never been saved. That's what it requires. It's a faith. It's faith. Believing that God loves you. <laughs> Dr. Sex would always say, got to do this. Understand God loves you. Understand all men are sinners. Understand that sin must be paid for. Understand that Jesus paid for it. And understand that you must personally pray and receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Not going to heaven on the coattails of anybody else. It's your faith that's going to take you to heaven. Come to Jesus by faith if you've never been saved. Remember, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Come to Jesus by faith if you're lost. For the Christian, listen, be bold in your faith. First Timothy 3.13, for they that have used the office of a deacon well purchased to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 28.1 tells us the wicked flee when no man pursueth but the righteous are bold as a lion. I'm not saying being mean spirited but we ought to be bold in our faith and our stand for Christ. Fight the good fight of faith, Paul tells us. In 1 Timothy 6, 12, follow faith, he tells us in 2 Timothy 2, 22. Keep the faith, Paul tells us under inspiration of the Spirit of God in 2 Timothy 4, 7. Keep the faith. 
And then live by faith. Galatians 3.11. But he that, but that no man is justified by the law of the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. It's a life of faith. It's interwoven throughout all of these Christmas passages that we read in the life of almost every character. We can find faith, 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 faith. And specifically this morning we see the faith of Joseph, that it was required, that it was reproached, and that it was rewarded. Would you bow your heads with me, please? The pianist is coming. We're going to sing a hymn invitation in just a moment. Thank you for your patience this morning. I didn't go to 12, praise God, amen. But are you here this morning? I'm going to ask you if you would bow your head, close your eyes. We're going to have a, an invitation here. And uh, the pianist is going to begin to play uh, when she gets up, up here, just softly. But I, I wonder this morning, do you know that you're saved? Maybe you're watching online this morning, perhaps, and you've heard the message. Do you know that you're saved? I mean, are you 100% certain that if you died today, you'd go to heaven? You can be sure. The Bible says we can, we can have that assurance. You can know that you're saved. By simply understanding God loves you, understanding that you're a sinner, understanding there's a payment for your sin, understanding that God paid that payment through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's why He came. But you've got to personally receive that gift. You've got to accept it. Do you know that you're saved? If you're not, would you, would you trust Christ this morning? Would you, by faith, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Pastor, going to be down front here. If we can help you anyway, we want you to come. Let's take a Bible and show you how to be saved. But maybe you're here this morning and you do know the Lord. May I challenge you this morning once again to be bold in your faith, to fight the good fight of faith, to follow faith, keep the faith, live by faith. Listen, the Bible says, I think it's three times, possibly four, but it says the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The Christian life is a faith life. It's required for salvation. It's required for the believer for some peace of mind. Yes, there's going to be reproach at times. But there's a great reward. One day we're going to see Jesus face to face and behold Him in all of His glory. We've got opportunity to see Him face to face. We'll experience heaven. We'll experience the joys of this life that He blesses us with. If we trust Him by faith. Father, move and work in this invitation. It's on you can. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you stand with me please? Take the songbook, number 485. 485. We're going to sing the hymn invitation. Perhaps you need to come this morning. Would you let the Lord have His way as we sing number 485? What about this morning? Do you know the Lord? Do you need to be saved? Would you come? Would you come and place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ today? Hey, tomorrow's not promised. The Bible says our life's a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Today's the day of salvation. If you need to be saved, would you come? What about it, Christian? Would you make the commitment to be bold in your faith? To walk by faith? Keep the faith. Master today, whiter than snow, Lord, wash me just now, as in thy presence, humbly. One more verse, if you need to come, would you come? One more verse, have thine own way.
Amen. Listen, it's been a joy being with God's people today, hasn't it? And uh, being in God's house, being around God's people. And uh, on behalf of the staff and our families, listen, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And uh, take some time, really, if you haven't already, and uh, just, just reflect on what we have because of this time of season. Dive into the, the passages and uh, ask God to, to open your mind and your heart to the things that happened and took place. And let's apply them to our lives. Pastor, you got anything? All right. Well, let's be dismissed in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for this time of season that you've given us, Father, to celebrate the birth of our Savior. And oh, how blessed we are. Oh, God, help us to have a grateful heart and a grateful mind for the really the true meaning and the purpose of this season that a Savior was born to save us from our sins. May we reflect on the truth of Christmas as we go our separate ways. Give us safety. Thank you for the time with family. Thank you for the time we've had to meet freely today and worship you. And Father, we do worship you in spirit and truth. And we praise you and thank you for the, uh, the Son of God, the Redeemer of the world, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest gift that we could ever have. And Father, thank you for the so great salvation that's been made available to us. Thank you for the songs this morning. Thank you for the spirit. Uh, in which they were delivered. Thank you for your help and your guidance. Continue to lead God in direction of the plain path. Bless our country. Give us grace. Bless our church. Bless our church family in a special way. Be with these folks who have lost loved ones. I pray you'd be near and dear to them at this time of year as they mourn the loss of their loved ones. We ask these things in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.